Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hi everybody, today is going to be a little bit different. The topic is two special women in the Bible, but instead of doing a, a talk about it and then a Q&A with Corin, I thought that this time we could have the Q&A right up front mixed in with a sort of a running dialogue so we can do a commentary on this for you. What do you think of that, Corin? Yes. Hi, everyone. That's um, a great idea because it was Women's Day recently here yes. in South Africa and we did a, a post about about it and there's just so much to speak about that you know, we thought why not take the opportunity to actually go through, um, you know, break down the post right. a, bit, a bit more than we normally do. So, which two women now, tell me, of all the inspirational women in the Bible, which two did you pick? Well, the first one's going to surprise a lot of people, and the second one they probably don't know about. first one I've picked is, <laughs> is Eve, the very first woman, and the mm. second one I've picked is Priscilla. We can talk about Priscilla mm. a little bit later. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know about Priscilla. I must say, I, uh, when I read this, I was like, what? Eve, the, you know, that that little upstart and this other woman I don't know anything about. So I do want to talk about them. You know, starting with right. Eve, for me, she's the beginning of all our troubles. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Apart from her being just the beginning of, of, of womankind in general, what makes her so special? She was tempted and she gave into temptation and things went bad. Okay, so the, the reason I picked her is because I think she's had a terrible bad rap. I can yeah, just think about like this. I've just done. God has has just created Adam. He uh, mm. then needs to find a helpmate for him, and from Adam he creates Eve. Mm -hmm. uh, they're both of them naive. They, um, you know, they've lived. We don't know how long they've been lived for, but by the time they make their great sinful decision, but it can't be that long. So they don't mm. know too much about anything really. So it's like the equivalent of saying to a, let's say, an 11-year-old. So there you go into the, into the world and, um, and sort yourself out. And along comes one of the most cunning, if not the most cunning, intelligent and charismatic creatures of, that God has ever made, Satan, and has a go-to. Mm -hmm. So just for starters, yeah. I think it's, it's a little bit unfair to think that she's going to know how to handle him single-handedly. Well, also, you know, if, if we think about the Bible and how it's, a lot of it is symbolic. It might not have been a slithery snake that approached her and went, do you want some apples? <laughs> it might have been, you know, something that, the, <laughs> that that's, you know, appeared to be friendlier. Yeah, I'm sure. At the time, because um, it was cursed to be a snake, right? Well, not yet. That only happened a bit later. But the okay, yeah. first thing, of course, is who says it was an apple? The scripture says yeah. it was the fruit of the tree. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, there's, there's legends, you know, that talk about how the serpent in that time in creation was created to be upright, so it had some kind of legs and arms, etc., and a fiery mm -hmm. sort of an appearance, and very beautiful and so on, mm -hmm. but that's just legends. The, what yeah. we do know is that God has, in other times, um, he in fact has spoken through, or an angel has spoken through an animal, like Balaam's mm -hmm. ass, you know, his donkey. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, whatever it is, yeah. uh, God, Satan chooses to utilize this serpent to speak to Eve. 
then the uh, the other issue here for me is that Adam is supposed to be her covering, her head, her husband. And I don't know where mm. he was. I don't think they'd invented golf at that stage. <laughs> 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 but he was off playing golf or something. And he couldn't have been too far away because, you know, she turns to him and she offers the, f- the fruit to him to eat. And he was pretty happy to scoff it. So, yeah. you know, it's un- unfair to blame her for the whole thing. I like in the post how you wrote where you said, um, you know, God asked them what happened. And Adam immediately says, the, the woman you put here gave me the fruit and I ate it. <laughs> Way to go, yeah. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, 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 at his, look at his wonderfully heroic response. Not me, Lord. It was her. And by the way, it's your fault because you made her. You gave yeah. her to me. And look at yeah. Eve's response. When she's confronted, mm-hmm. what does she say? She admits straight off. She says, yeah. yeah, the servant came and he tempted me and I took it and I ate it. <laughs> so she had actually a, 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 a more honest, upright response than, than Adam did. So for me, the big takeaway, and this is the reason why I picked the story of Eve, the big takeaway is that mm. any way you cut it, Eve made a f- tremendous boo-boo. I mean, a really bad decision. Mm. <laughs> it has got yeah. to be the worst decision of all humanity of all time, mm. right? And as you said mm. at the beginning, it put us into all the problems that we have. Mm. But God graciously clothed the two of them, protected them, allowed them to multiply, mm-hmm. fill the earth, live good life, produce offspring. From them came the lions of the tribes. From them came King David eventually. And from them eventually came the Messiah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So although she made this terrible blunder, she is still indirectly instrumental in the solution to that blunder. And that's just a pure act of grace on behalf of God. Well, you things were made a bit trickier for them tilling the soil was harder and childbirth harder and that's yeah, sure there was punishment because it's, there's it's, always yeah. there's always a consequence to sin and yeah. even in our lives you know we still got to pay the consequences if we do something um, wrong then we are not exonerated from the consequences but if we ask for forgiveness mm. we are forgiven and we can trust god to redeem it and turn it into something good but we'll still, we'll probably still have to go through with the consequences. Yes, we are whatever not absolved with the consequences. Consequences have to be lived yeah. through. I remember that, um, you know, asking you about that and saying, "What about the guy on the cross next to Jesus that Jesus immediately forgave? When did he get a chance to um, have the consequences?" And you said, "He has been crucified, Corin." <laughs> 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 I can't remember I'll that, but I'll take your word for it. It's pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, so so going okay. back to Eve, so for me, uh, I wanted to raise Eve as an example because she's not a hero figure of the scripture by any man- manner of means, but she's real. And she's an example yeah. to us of God's forgiveness and, and God's redemptive power in taking the things we do, even these huge blunders, and actually redeeming them further down the track, turning them for so that, good. That's the take-home message is... Whatever you do, it's okay. There is a way back to God. Yeah, well, As put it differently. Put it in, in the language of Paul's letter to the Romans. For we know that in all things God mm. works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. 
Okay, then, we, then you talk about Priscilla, and immediately the soundtrack of Greece came into my mind, of course, with Priscilla Presley, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time I think I've ever heard the name, even. Uh, okay. So, who on earth is is she? I, I, I read the post and I sort of had a look and tried to find out, but it, I mean, yeah, what is, what is her backstory? She was expelled from Rome at some point, and... Yep, what is her story? Okay, so Priscilla and her husband, Aquila, um, come into this biblical story at Acts chapter 18. And what mm. happens is that the couple is expelled from Rome by the emperor. Now, the, the previous emperors had done the same thing to the Jews from time to time. And if you look at the history of it, there's no clear reason for why Claudius actually expelled the Jews this time. But the poor Jewish nation, you know, they, they get hounded from mm. pillar to post right throughout history. Mm. And one mm. story is that the Jews of that time were um, fractious. They were demanding rights. And um, the, the emperor thought, well, you're giving me too much trouble. I'm going to kick you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some other historians say, no, 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 that's not the, the truth of the matter. What happened was that Claudius was wanting to bring in reforms. And they weren't necessarily okay. good reforms, they were his reforms. And he knew that the Jewish people were highly intelligent and prepared to speak out, and he didn't want any opposition, so he kicked them out. So we don't really know what the truth is, but whatever it is, the Jewish people in Rome were expelled. And this couple, mm. Aquila and Priscilla, were among them. So they okay. went off and they found themselves in Corinth. They were tent makers by profession. And so they started making Mm. tents for a living. And Mm. that's where Paul finds them. Because when Paul visits Corinth, he he obviously relates to them because Paul was a tent maker Mm. as well. So he stayed with them. And so the Mm. story starts really with Paul building this uh, friendship and this working relationship with this couple. Okay, but why does that make her special? Okay, I picked her because, you know, and I've been writing about this in, in some of the posts, and it's in South Africa, Women's Month and Women's Day, as you mentioned, was on Wednesday mm. and so on. In the church, mm. often women are, uh, I think, denigrated. Now, what I mean by that is that men are given positions and leadership and key ministries and so on. And then women are bypassed. They're told, no, well, look here, you can mm. look after the children. You can make mm. us tea and all that. <laughs> or if you're really good, you can go off and be a missionary. Uh, by the way, mm. which is the biggest act of hypocrisy, because it then says, go and be a missionary and teach all the people there, but don't try and teach them here. Yeah. So they, I've never understood yeah, that. So they yeah. precluded particularly from two roles. One is a leadership role, and two is a teaching role. And all this is based mm. on what they believe Paul is teaching when he wrote to mm. Timothy and when yeah. he wrote to the, the church in Corinth. Mm. So I thought I want to pick up on that because Priscilla breaks the mold. Priscilla is one of the evidences that we've got it a bit wrong in our day. If we, if we think that we should exclude women from ministry positions, uh, Priscilla wasn't, that's for sure. Yeah. Now you said that he actually mentions when he writes to them, he writes her name before her husband's name, and that wasn't at all the tradition of the time. Yeah, it wasn't. You see, the tradition was that the husband gets honored first. And so if you wrote to a couple or addressed them, you'd address the husband first, and then you'd address the wife. That was the convention. Mm. But Paul breaks with Mm. the convention. He 
He speaks about them three times in his letters, and on two occasions he mentions her name first. The only time he mentions the husband's name first is when he talks about the house church that meets in the home of Aquila and Priscilla send their greetings. Then the other part of that, of course, is the fact that she had this role with her husband in educating a man called Apollos. Apollos yeah. rocks up at their house and is a very eloquent man and very erudite and very well versed in the scriptures. Of course, the scriptures at the time yeah. are just the Old Testament. But mm. he only really knew about the baptism of, of John the Baptist and he wasn't sufficiently educated in what Jesus had taught and said. Mm. So guess who taught him? Aquila and Priscilla. And they commended yeah. for it. But she plays a full role with her husband in teaching this man. A man, by the way, who turns mm. out to be the, the golden-tongued orator of the early church. Wow. And he gathers yeah. a, a great followership in the early church and becomes a real asset to the early church. Wow. Okay, so basically, the, for, for, for me, my, my take-home message is, is what you've been you know, trying to say which is don't don't just be denigrated to the kitchen while Jesus is teaching um you know take take special care to be part of your church ministry etc 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 when you if you're a woman yeah you, you know and again and she's a good example for me it's an issue of worth too i mean i've written in other places mm. about what i feel about uh, women in in church life and just to repeat it very quickly i believe that a woman can and should fulfill every role in the church except one office, and that's that of elder. Yeah, so of course, and that's the one we want now. <laughs> you know, elders is a matter of headship in the same way as that the husband is head of the home. The elders yeah. are the head of the family of the church. Yeah. But headship doesn't mean uh, lording it. Headship is mm. a spiritual oversight and responsibility. So, but some people do lord it, though. But then they're acting wrong and sinfully. Because, mm. because the husband is supposed to be the servant of the family and the elders are supposed to be the servant of the home. But it's a servant yeah. who takes responsibility for what happens and he's accountable before God. So I, I thought I'd pick on her, Priscilla, to, to bring home the, the point on in this Women's Month in South Africa of the value, the worth of women. Mm. Because, you know, Priscilla was an ordinary lady. She was married. She was in the right relationship with her husband. All those things were mm. just hunky-dory. But she played this mm. really important role. And the fruit of that was to produce a real key leader in the church. So yeah. she has, you know, she has real value. And she was operating within church. She wasn't just operating in her family. She was serving the church by educating this man. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. And you look... To be honest, I, I hadn't actually heard of Aquila either, so, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that saying women are never mentioned in the Bible is justified at all, because um, they are, you know, I had a quick look before we, we did this talk, and there's 176 of them are named. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I don't think anybody who's actually read the Bible would say that women don't feature strongly in the Scriptures, both Old Testament and New. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit to be learned from it. Indeed. Sure, we've already taken up quite a quite a bit of time. So my last question is: Is there anyone else that you would just like to mention that is of special note, either that you you talked about in in the 
the post you refer to and the post that people can look up the rest of or anywhere in the Bible that, that I can take something home from. You know, I don't have a husband, I can't have a home ministry. I now know that Jesus will forgive me, God will forgive me, and even if I accidentally eat an apple. <laughs> you know what I mean by that. Yep. Um, is there, are there any other take-home messages that, that's from women in the Bible in, in conclusion? Yeah, you know, there are women of all sorts mentioned in the Bible, from prostitutes to queens, mm. and all sorts of people in between. Uh, there really are an awful lot of, of different people, of different women. Uh, I mentioned just three in the post: Mary, Ruth, and Esther. Yeah. Es- Esther was, you know, extraordinary, and I, I don't think too many women will be able to relate to Esther because Esther, for starters, was the most beautiful woman in the entire kingdom. Okay, well, no, no, don't talk about okay, her. Okay, so she was like Miss World. <laughs> And she also, you know, was tremendously courageous uh, at a time when yeah. her husband, the king, was taking bad advice and was about to really persecute the Jewish people. She yeah. was instructed by her advisor and plucked up her courage and went to the king and said, please don't do this. And what we don't, what we don't realize in those times, uh, kings called for their wives. The wives were not even allowed to make appointments. Huh? They just sat in the harem. <laughs> Harim, what do you call it? Waiting. Looking pretty. Looking pretty. And then old hubby would say, okay, you can make a guest appearance. Yeah. So she just was boldly, goes into his presence, makes this appeal, is successful, and basically saves the the Jewish nation at that time. So I don't suppose too many people can can relate to that too well. Well, I was going to say that that's, I'm under no illusion that I am the prettiest woman in the kingdom. Like, what can I <laughs> take <laughs> from the Bible, okay. from the woman in the Bible? Okay, so you go to the other ex- extreme and you've got the story of, of, say, Ruth is another example. Now, Ruth was married. Um, her mother-in-law was a woman called Naomi. And mm. Naomi had two sons. Ruth was married to one and another lady was married to the other the two sons died mm. yeah. then there was a terrible famine in the land and so Naomi and Ruth and the other daughter-in-law of Naomi's went off and went across the border to live among the pagans where there was food Yeah. and then the time came for Naomi to go back because she was getting old <clears throat> go back to her family in Israel and yeah. she said to Ruth, you stay here and find another husband. You're still young and pretty. Mm. And Ruth said, no, I want to go back with you. By the way, just as a, a PS you might find amusing, Corin, is when I was about uh, 11 years old, I think it was, we had a little yeah. Bible quiz in our Sunday school in the mm. church where my family was going. And mm. we had to memorize a portion of Scripture to get the prize. Yeah. And yeah. I memorized this portion out of the King James Version, and I can still repeat it today. And Ruth said to Naomi, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to cease from following after you. For whither thou goest, I goest, and whither thou stayest, I stayest. Thy people shall be my people, and your God, my God. How about that for the ability of things to stick in the memory when they drilled in early? Sort of, yeah, probably not the most profound line in the Bible. Well, yeah, but you know, (laughs) it's actually what singles out Ruth as notable. Because she yeah. was so committed to her mother-in-law that she said, yeah. I will not leave you. I will follow you. And I will even yeah. take new gods if I have to. I will. And uh, she winds up marrying a man called Boaz. 
and Boaz is in the line of King David. So she winds mm. up with, I was going to say, her bottom in the butter. But she, <laughs> <laughs> she probably wound up with her bottom in the sack of wheat because he was a farmer, a grain farmer, a very wealthy one. <laughs> okay, so from, from her we, we take on strength, I suppose. And loyalty. Is, is the main thing. Loyalty, perseverance. Yeah, yeah she was just loyal. And and mm. and she and she went through hardships for the sake of that family love and that loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's amazing. Um, thanks. I don't really know what else to add to that. I think that's okay. A lovely summary of of the post you wrote, and obviously people can go and read the whole thing on truthistheword.com if they want to. Yeah, if I can just add to... Th- and they can subscribe to the podcast, etc. Indeed. And just to, <laughs> to end off with, the, the two references, the, the references to Mary, Ruth and Esther in the post on Truth is the Word are all yes. hyperlinked. So if anybody wants okay, to go into and click any one of those, they get through to a very nice site that lists hundreds of women in the Bible and gives their backstories <laughs> and learnings from them, etc. So there's plenty to follow up if anybody chooses to do so. Awesome. Thanks, Daddy. Okie doke. Nice chat. Okie doke. See you, ladies, and the odd gentleman who's still listening. (laughs) 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 Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth 